Hello and welcome back to the Power Up Podcast, episode five. We have our first female guest on the show, and yes, not one but two female guests, the Mac and Sisters, the Daily Geo themselves. And in this episode, we basically went back a wee bit to the younger years, seeing how their sort of experiences in both Gaelic and soccer have helped them to get to where they are now, and giving them experiences and giving them an insight into uh, what it's like to play at a high level. We then looked at um, the success of the club and what that meant to the people of their community. And then we moved on to the big stuff, uh, where they are now, so what it means to be All-Stars and their initial thoughts. And then also Amy's journey from ACL injury, uh, the rehab, the journey back uh, to becoming 2020 Ladies Player of the Year. So yeah, really good insight into their mindsets, how they've stayed grounded with such success a special period and young age so it was really good insight into how they operate and yeah it was a really good chat overall hope you take a lot from it sit back relax and enjoy so welcome to the podcast and uh, today we have not one but two special guests uh the daily duo the mac and sisters uh Blahine and amy uh both are current ladies all-stars uh, after a brilliant season with armagh reaching the all-ireland semi-finals and obviously to top it off, uh, Amy, you won Player uh, of the Year uh, and Goal of the Year, if I'm correct as well. Um, copying a wee Owen Mulligan dummy. Uh, <laughs> so let's. I want to dive a wee bit into how he's obviously got to that stage because it's been quite quick. Um, and obviously no one is local. I've known about, it, but others mightn't have known about it. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's an honour to have you both on. And um, Blahi's just informed me that she's actually given up a master's lecture right now <laughs> to be on with us. Uh, so it just shows how important this is to them. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So um, first of all, do you just want to give yourselves a better introduction than I've given you um, and just let people know what makes you so special? Yeah, well, that's kind of a hard one because we don't know what makes you special or if <laughs> we, we are special. <laughs> I'm Amy Mackin, uh, play club football with Shane O'Neill and Kamla and county with Armagh. So both um, at the senior team for both and have played from under 12s right up on both county and club. Yeah, and I'm blind, just to introduce myself, but I'm basically the exact same as Amy there. <laughs> Not much different, we do everything the same, so club, chains and county arm as well. So yeah, I don't know if we're even that special at all, but <laughs> I try to keep going and playing away. Yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, he's literally identical then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then obviously, um, just starting off, um, so myself and anyone else local will have obviously known that you've stood out from a young age and stuff. Um, you're probably going to be modest, but you probably knew rightly yourselves a wee bit as well, <laughs> that you are pretty much destined to play at a high level. Like, um, so I'm just interested to delve back a wee bit uh, to the younger years, just to find out where that sporting background come from, um, what the family was like within the sport and why it was Gaelic and soccer to start off with. Yeah, so I suppose when we were really young we would have always had a football whether it be your your birthday you were doing something you would have went to the soccer dome it was always something football related Um, Christmas you would always got a football a new football kit Um, so it was always from a young age it was probably yeah. our main sport but we were um, taught to swimming lessons we were we were doing a lot of sports yeah. 
think it was just a general in, interest in sports. It was like, I suppose everyone was probably the same when the younger of the tennis was at Wimbledon was on, you're out in the garden playing tennis, the golf was Brilliant. on. You know, yeah. like I think everyone was really similar, but the sort of sticking to Gaelic and soccer uh, probably came from our family was heavily involved with Shane's. Uh, Daddy was the chairman there recently for a few years, not at the minute, but um, and our grandparents, they were heavily involved in Shane's as well. So that's where the sort of Gaelic side of it came from. And our two sisters, they played for Maeve O'Neill's when they were younger, which is the Camogie team associated with Shane's at the time. And then our brothers, Connor and Kieran, obviously they were heavily involved in the Gaelic too and both went to Shane's. Um, then it was the soccer came from our friends, probably from yeah. the Feehan's, really, yeah. like Moya Feehan, they're this sort of got us into it from Amy and Moya I think played. in school actually yeah. for me soccer came about was every lunch break I would have yeah. played with the boys and yes. the boys were playing for Westbrook United I think at the time and they were telling me to come and join to play the Caribbean League and and obviously I was good friends at Moya as well who played club football with me so we sort of that's how it sort of came about for me and um, just playing in school at lunchtime and I sort of just then kept going and joined the club um, and yeah. Yeah, but I suppose family has always played a big impact on how we are now and why we're so involved in sport. Yeah. yeah class. And I, I actually, for anyone that does not think uh, that um, ladies are just as good as men, Moya Fihan definitely gave us a lesson when we were younger. I remember playing, like, I was playing for New York City at the time. I think it must have been under 13s or 14s. And they were like, I remember the coaches being like, we had some tournament or something. They were like, I'll get Moya and all. And I remember a few of the boys being like, wow. And I mean, she made us look like twats. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the field, all the time, she like ripped them apart. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'd say you're not the only boy to say that. I, know, I, I, well, said that I actually remember we always used to go to, well, obviously I was a bit younger, so we played for the boys' teams first for Shane's yeah. because only, there was no ladies' teams at the time. So we started off with the boys because it was allowed to be mixed up until under 12. And I remember it was maybe under 12 games and we always used to laugh because there was a penalty. And Amy was playing. The boys just go, no, no, let Amy take it, let Amy take it. I like that. <laughs> that would have been so like unheard of because you know boys are real confident in themselves, and they yeah. would have been the one. And I was just like, always laughed at that there because they'd be like, no, no, let Amy take it. Yeah. Another one was actually I remember we played against Worm Point Town, and yeah. you know, Cla- yeah, Clara, yeah, like I was like, what is this girl doing? Center back heading out, and like I was like, what? <laughs> You know what's so funny then, obviously, because myself, Moya and Clara, we went on to play with Northern Ireland together and then we all played together, but we would have played against each other not knowing Clara. And then five years down the line, we were best friends. That's mad, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, they were the two that stood out for me, younger age, like just being like, a good lesson, like from a young age as well, like that uh, they're just as good. And there was a few girls playing on our trails. Go ahead. Looking back at that. It was the best thing for us playing yeah, boys definitely. football, both Gaelic and soccer, just in terms of the way we play now. And I, there was a crop of six or seven girls for chains playing with the boys. And yeah. then we moved into the ladies' team when it started up. Yeah, it was sort of around Amy and Moya's age that decided to start up because there were so many girls that were going to, you know, weren't able to progress in the boys because they weren't allowed to. So it was around yeah. their age that they realised, look, we have enough numbers for a team. Yeah. And then it was at that stage they're probably under 12 I think so it was from the under 12s then we had girls teams formed and like we always had numbers and then that was when we sort of Gaelic for girls as well brought more in um and then it was like under 12s we won like championships yeah. and leagues like was- you know in the first or second year like just because 
it wasn't new to a lot yeah. of us. It was already football with the boys, and we brought that into the girls' game too. Then, so it was and really it's kind good of funny because because we had only started. You were going in against established clubs yeah. that have had a ladies' yeah. Strength. But yet we were going and we were doing okay. And I think probably playing boys football definitely helped yeah. that because a lot of the teams, um, we were probably a bit more physical then. Yeah. But not, not, the, not, not too bad. Not that you're all... Took us a while to adjust to the whole no contact thing yeah. or whatever. But... Yeah, he's going on his shoulders and everything, racking everyone. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, but yeah, I'd say that definitely did stand you. Like, if you see any of the sort of um, top ladies footballers and all that, they always say like, they start off playing with the boys and stuff like that there, which sort of roughen them up as such, or like... No them... So I think it's yeah, okay to do it. Yeah, even still now, like... We our... have our girls playing boys football yeah. until it, because at that yeah. age, there's no big physicality differences, yeah. you know. The girls yeah. are used anyway, so... Yeah, definitely, yeah, just bring you on. Um, as you said, later down, like, you, you learned a lot from that, being in with the boys, like, and stuff, um, which is brilliant. So then... Growing up, obviously, we mentioned soccer there. Um, so, obviously, he's both, um, of course, were a kid at it as well. Uh, he's couldn't help it. Um, but represented Northern Ireland and stuff. How was that? Like, how was representing, like, Northern Ireland and, like, getting to that high level? And did you ever want to sort of go that direction? Or was it always just, like, a side thing to GA? It's hard. Yeah. I think, for me, it was, it's hard because Gaelic was always number one. But, like, we missed some Gaelic matches because we were away playing with Northern Ireland. So when you were young, it was never a... You were yeah. just tailoring it on which game was more important. For that know? sport, like say if it was... I don't know, say if it was only a friendly game for the North and it was a championship game for Shane's, like you obviously would have meant the championship game or if it was a friendly or a league game for maybe Shane's, but it was a Euro qualifier for the North, then you obviously went to the Euro qualifier. So you had a, at that stage, you sort of had to prioritise which was more important for that sport sort of thing um but then it was hard we probably when we were younger we did play with northern ireland we missed more matches with chains because of the soccer yeah. than we would have i would take that <laughs> no but that was fine i think um at that it's hard at that age mm. because you're mm. comparing a european qualifier to you know you're getting away to these countries and yeah, the experience, experience like yeah, experiences we had were unbelievable yeah, and it's something that I'd look back on and we talk about yeah you'd be so thankful crack, for it like, yeah, too, like even the countries had. that you went to like I remember I went to the Faroe Islands and like random mad country that I would never yeah. Open yeah. without having had that trip or experience or like chance to go and um, so yeah it was definitely it sort of learned you a lot too because it was obviously a lot more professional um in terms of the structure and obviously because it was a it was a real serious setup, so it sort of learned you a lot about how to how to live that sort of lifestyle nearly. And like obviously, then when you bring that into Armagh County, you needed to know those things. Cause like yeah. maybe before that, I wouldn't have had a clue about even nutrition or like rest, like important things to do for rest and recovery. Like, I yeah definitely learned a lot from that because it was so professional, and they had the high end S and C coaches, high end physios and all this here sort of stuff and coaches so you learned a lot on that side of it for professionalism and you still use it now like only yeah. for it I probably would have known wouldn't have known the half of it like yeah. you know um, I, so I that, think that, probably as well like you said like did we ever think of taking it further I, I think I Amy, did Amy like definitely had options to take it further do you know after maybe tell school. us, tell us. <laughs> well, I don't I don't really know I can't really say too much but no I think it's something like sometimes I do think about it, it's like sort of a what if it's not 
Yeah. It's not that I regret anything, but it's like what could have happened. But I think I'm still young. There might still be an option yeah. in the future if I did um, decide to go back. But I do, I do kind of miss it. I do enjoy playing it, but then it's yeah. hard to say whether I'd want to totally miss out on Arma or whatever. Yeah. So. And then did, did both of you play for New York City? Was yeah. it? Yeah, you should play for Newry, and obviously it's been well documented that rise as well. Um, yeah. So you seem to be, I don't know if it's just used to, or if it's the teams that you're with, seem to like come out of nowhere and just <laughs> got to the top. You've been quite lucky there. Like I think we're both, yeah, we're both we're very lucky. lucky with the teams we've both been yeah. involved in, and the players and the friends that we got out of it as well, mm. in terms of that. And um, we have great uh, friends in both soccer and Europe, yeah. so it's that definitely and yeah I do I do kind of miss it to be honest yeah, we like, watch we watch soccer yeah you know? it's still definitely of interest in soccer and you look back and them and like you're like oh my god like the experience was unreal like in the yeah. days and even even if it wasn't away in a different country even the camps up in Belfast or whatever like you were away maybe for a week and you trained like a full-time athlete and like that experience alone is unbelievable like you're maybe train in the morning you go have your lunch you have your rest and you train in the evening like you know that sort of experience is definitely yeah. unbelievable like yeah you know, it's, as, it's as close to like full-time professional as you're gonna yeah. get like i mean i was looking back at the i played against sweden for the senior team um in a european qualifier and then a few i think it was maybe two years back at the world cup uh the women's world cup sweden got to the semi-final and there was a few yeah. players that i played against and i was watching yeah. the team I played against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even the That's team, I right? like the North are doing unbelievable now at the minute. Like they've gone really well and it's like yeah. they've gone so far. But like yeah, you look back and then things and like even you played against France one yeah. year and it was like they were one nil up until like maybe eighty minutes. And like this this France team was the under nineteen world champions, like and yeah. I think yeah. yeah, and then she, some of them players now are winning champions leagues like, yeah like crazy that's team. mad like really? but you can look back and say like yeah i was playing against them yeah. <laughs> no way it's class to compete at such a high level then playing against those big teams like it's as i say like you can't be an experience like that like yeah, um, it definitely was a good building block for like to where we are now yeah. you know yeah. like, i you know what's sort of expected to compete at a high level then like yeah because gaelic's obviously it's amateur but it's Playing kind of football so as professional. professional, it's so close to professional because yeah. yeah. it's so much so time. Yeah, yeah, you got the bonus of getting that experience then over some others, maybe. Yeah, it's definitely helped with knowing what to do and like how to. Because they learn that, they yeah. teach you that at a young age yeah. as well. Like, like we would have been doing them sort of camps maybe from under, under 15, 15, so maybe about 14. Yeah. I'd say maybe 13, 14, you were maybe into like a camp like that and like. It was it was classic when you look back at it, but yeah, it taught you from really young, sort of the do's yeah. and don'ts. So obviously, then as well, um, you just talked about how you basically played every sport with each other, stuck with each other all the time. Do you ever get sick of each other? Um, I've got sisters. Yeah, <laughs> she says M, and you're like, oh. <laughs> to be fair, we are. It's funny because yeah. her group of friends. And my group of friends are all sisters, yeah, you know, so it's, and, and it's <laughs> yeah. funny because we all play club football, so it's sort of, we're always with each other anyway yeah. because of football, but we're always with each other because, because of our friends too. Yeah, because of our friends. Yeah. So I think we do spend, especially yeah. now, we spend a lot of time with each other because we have to train so just I, on our own. Yeah, I says, I think I was talking to someone the other day and they're asking, how would you feel to get back to training as a team? And I says, well, whenever we get out there, I'm going to go to the opposite end of the pitch as Amy because... <laughs> 
weather for too long. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. You, know, like, you don't get sick of each other. Like, maybe it's gym sessions that we might talk the whole time because we maybe fall in love. But no, it's never. To be fair, like, we're never. We're never really. We're not. We're not. We're not going to say we don't fight or we don't we, fall out because we definitely we do. Like all it. all sisters do. But yeah, I think me and we you are pretty good it. that we'll get over it. Like maybe not talk for ten minutes and then you'll walk past each other in the hallway or go into each other's rooms and you'll just be like, "Hello again." <laughs> 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 you know, and then it's just back and forth, It so doesn't last too long. It doesn't generally yeah. last too long now. But yeah. um, quite lucky. Like I think we're both grateful for each other. I'm grateful for her. I think she's grateful for me too. <laughs> at the minute because um a lot of the girls like from our club and our county are probably training like completely on their own and i know you might be con- training completely on their- and it's definitely so tough because last year in the first lockdown we were training on our own like, we're obviously in the same house but amy was doing a rehab and i was doing different runs and like it, it, it's so tough harder to, keep- to get yourself like push yourself like really is like so i think this time especially because that last lockdown we were on different programs i think this time we're just lucky that we have yeah. each other and we're doing the exact same stuff and like yeah we're literally with each other nearly every minute of the day <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like it has its pros and cons then um which is great and then just moving back then uh like back down a wee bit to club again so obviously you said you play with the boys and stuff and then i remember reading something lately uh i can't remember it was on twitter i think and it was about basically the manager talking about like um obviously that certain group of you that sort of started off young and like went up through the years to the basically what the senior team is now which is doing pretty well um so have you always been successful then the whole way up and like has that team just like brought do you think that like group has like brought Shane's ladies to like where they are now yeah definitely yeah. I think that's kind of unique about maybe the team we're involved in and it's something really nice to share and to talk about when you think about it it's like same group of girls from under 12s mm-hmm. we've won a league and championship every year so through under 14 16 minors and we were lucky when we got to minor level we won a minor ulster so which was obviously a big achievement and then that same year the same minor team was playing seniors um yeah, basically maybe bar one or two, two players the exact, the exact same, same team, team. Like, we won the junior, junior ulster as well so it was sort of yeah we've won at every age group which is kind of lucky and at the time you don't really think about it that mm-hmm. you're living you don't yeah. really have a moment to think how good it is yeah. until now yeah. we're sort of getting Definitely. older and we're looking back but yeah. yeah it's cool that it's the same group of players yeah. and it's cool now that we've built ourselves right up and we started the Shane's ladies to now we have the senior team at playing senior level yeah, in division like, one won the division one league this year like so that yeah. like, that was brilliant like because the group of girls like literally is we've added a few in this year from the young younger age groups but like it's the bulk of it is so similar to what it was at under 12 yeah. I was like and I suppose it was probably from when we were younger like you know you went in you we didn't when we were under 12 didn't expect to go in and win league and championship especially being such a new team but it was just the group of girls were just so good and like at that age obviously it's just you go and play and you just there's no like rules as such like, no yeah. tactics I mean like and we were just lucky to have so many good girls like um that played together and yeah I think playing together from that age till now has brought us all on lock because like you know different things like we just know how each other plays it's like nearly and as we said earlier there's a lot of sisters on our team too so it but 
everyone may as well be sisters on that team because yeah. in terms of football, because we've played together for so long, you sort of have that link with each other. You know, mm-hmm. like what ball this player likes and what ball that player doesn't like. And, you know, everyone's strong and weaker points. Like everyone sort of knows that. And it's good because we're able to like tell like obviously me and Amy will tell each other when we're doing right when we're doing wrong and there's no love lost but like it's good to have that with your whole team do you know it really is like but you don't take offense, no. especially on the pitch like but it's good that we have that with our whole team and not just with each other because we are so close that we can say look you didn't do this right but this will help you like and if someone said it to me like Brian what'd you do that for like I was making it you know it's you what we would want to hear yeah so. it's sort of what you want to hear and like nobody has any problem like as long obviously there's a line like it's always constructive criticism it's not just yeah. saying you're wrong and that's it do you know what I mean like so but it's good to have that with the whole team that everyone is able to say sort of what to think but it's always to better the group um, yeah. Yeah. and yeah we definitely like the good thing is too like we've sort of t- taken our losses together as well like you yeah, know we've been through those experiences like yeah like we've had defeats and like all-Ireland semi-finals and Ulster finals and all-Ireland finals like and we've sort of went through them together which is good everyone's had everyone's had basically the exact same experience mm-hmm. at our club so that definitely yeah. helped us as well that's class I can imagine it yeah you've been through all those experiences and it helps that you've won through all those experiences so you don't know any different which is probably a good thing uh, and helps when, yeah, helps when yeah. you get up there when we've got to like <laughs> Sometimes there's been a few losses along the way too but yeah no I think that's probably one thing that has been good and bad like we probably don't have older players for this sort of I don't know I think our oldest on our senior team right now is well last year Moya was 24 that was our oldest yeah. senior player like so it's kind of funny because you forget when we we watched back over the last lockdown I think we watched back to our Ulster junior final and I don't think we realized how young we were at the time because yeah, I know I remember yeah. your manager or something saying that like he was like 13 or 14 and all asked, begging him to play with the seniors. <laughs> and it was actually like it's funny now because that's actually not allowed no. anymore. Like you have to, I think you have to be, be over, six, you have to be 16 yeah, now. to play for a senior team. Like so, but like at that stage it was allowed and it was like a lower division at that stage because it was the first senior team. So you obviously had to go from the bottom yeah. um, way up. But it's funny it's now just when you funny look back. You look back. We children yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember after so obviously when we won the Ulster final you go through to the All-Ireland and we played a semi-final it actually ended up being against the Scotland team so we got the boat over to Scotland and we got beat but I swear we took that defeat like yeah because it's probably the first defeat in a long time for us because yeah. we went unbeaten all year and we won the Ulster that year as well so just weren't used to that feeling like yeah and when we look back we're like no wonder we were beat because like we, we were so, so young small. like I think yeah. <laughs> And when we looked, we actually have that Ulster final on tape on DVD, and like you just look at all of the girls, and you're like, oh my god, like she's fourteen, she's fifteen, yeah. like even now, like the shirts know, hanging off you, isn't all? <laughs> there was no tight fit jerseys then, definitely not. But like it was just, it's funny looking back, and yeah. you just, I don't think at the time you realised because it was so normal, like yeah. it was really yeah. normal us to be playing at that age because like they had done it before us, and like. It was just what everyone was yeah. used to around our club, and yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, it was, like, I do, Yeah, I remember reading that, and I was like, "No way!" Like that's that's so funny. Like <laughs> I could just imagine we twelve year olds running around like some like mum or something coming just nagging. <laughs> <out. laughs> kind of funny actually, because I don't know if you know her, Louise Kenny. Her mum 
when she first when played first senior team. football, her mum was actually playing too. So she Valid. played with her mum. That's yeah. so weird. That's class. The class like say that you've done that. Yeah, it's so funny. I like. think uh, she gave off a few times to her mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what do you call it? So obviously, like he's mentioned there, he's got the obviously successful in the seniors then, and um, pretty quickly as well. Got to, uh, he's won an Ulster Junior. Am I right? In two thousand sixteen, was it? Ulster Intermediate in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And Ulster. then, oh yeah, two thousand sixteen was was that the year he's got to the final, he's got the All Ireland final. How was that? Their whole experience, like winning stuff like that with your club. Like I know County would be good, but like with your club getting to an All Ireland final, like. Yeah, I think it's probably a wee, it's not you wouldn't say it's more special than you're playing with your county, but there's something definitely a wee bit more unique about it. You know, you're playing for your your people that you live beside, you're playing for your neighbours, you're playing for your grandparents, you know, people are so involved in your club and they don't get this success often, you know, as mm-hmm. maybe you get with your county team. So it's sort of unique that it definitely brings the village more closer together I know when we won that Ulster like the the whole village had bumped and green and white button all over the place mm-hmm. you know it was the only thing everyone was talking about yeah. when yeah. we, back, we had the All-Ireland all semi-final played actually in our home ground the way it happened That's I'm right. not sure how we got that but there's a London yeah team. we played a London club and just by luck we got the um, fortune of playing it in Shane so that was that was really special just with the crowds that were there yeah, the way the yeah. game went, it was a funny week because we were going to train in that week and our manager had taken newspapers um, from London and it said basically the London manager was saying that we had no chance basically and I know that definitely fired a lot of yeah, us up and definitely. as soon as we seen that manager that day we were kind of looking at him. Like, his, his own downfall there like. <laughs> he gave us. Wanted, Shot himself in the foot sort yeah, of thing. So that, <laughs> yeah. We got the papers sent us from someone in London and we could see what they were saying and basically, yeah, it gave us no chance and said we were just a total one, one-dimensional one team and yeah. this and that. So Hope you went up and did a wee celebration in his face or something. <laughs> no, it was respectful. Yeah, after, like, but he, after he, he gave us all the place in the world. After, but I think during that game then that just sort of made it a wee Drives bit sweeter. On, sort of, yeah. That, uh, Definitely. And then, yeah, just having that in our club, like the one like everybody was able to go because it was accessible for everyone. Like, and yeah, that whole year was just brilliant because actually the way we got really lucky to be fair, like, so the Ulster final was obviously a neutral venue, but the games before that were all either home or away. So yeah. we got really lucky that all of them, I think maybe bar one, we okay. fell home for us when we got home advantage. Like, so it was literally just the luck of the draw. Like you could have been going to Monaghan and Cavan and all these places, but we just got lucky that we got home. And that, I think that made it even better that year because everybody, all our supporters, all club yeah. people were able to sort of follow along with it. Like, yeah, like and seen it sort of, you know, for themselves. And it wasn't just, they didn't just read it in the newspaper. They were there and they witnessed it. And, you know, like that there is probably unheard of. Yeah. Do you know because yeah. like people's grandparents maybe wouldn't be able to go travel down the country or whatever to different games so like that was that was probably the best part of that year and like just everyone yeah definitely it boosts everyone up and lifts everyone up i think then again the whole run of it like them so obviously we got to the all-iron final and it was played in parnell park yeah. obviously it would have been nicer if it was Coke Park. But <laughs> yeah ridiculous yeah you were going up and um, like Dublin, you know, the man's at the out selling the headbands. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and selling like, Shane O'Neill stuff. It was a bit surreal. Like, yeah, it's a... It was kind of that wee bit special, even though we got beaten at All-Ireland Final. 
again when we look back we were we were so young I was maybe 18 yeah, and it's strange like it, it took so much out of us after that because we had put so much into it yeah and we were yeah, so such young. a long year like then when you look back it's like we were so young and, uh, and you're just so lucky to even get, get there and like so, so many teens and um, actually I'm not actually sure but I think we might have been the only RMA so obviously every club team that wins the county junior intermediate to go into the Ulster but I think we were the only one I think maybe Clan Arm won the Ulster junior and um, so we weren't the first team to win the Ulster junior but I think we might have been the first team to win the Ulster mm-hmm. intermediate from Arma um, oh. like 90, 90% sure <laughs> yeah, of that one we and then like so it was the furthest any Arma ladies team had got in that competition mm-hmm. like so that was very special too to sort of you know realize that now like but um, yeah, right like, away, bit of history. Yeah, history. it is. It's yeah, class. that's class. Like, and yeah, like even I remember, like, I can actually remember myself, like, you just like going on that like journey as such. Uh, and I remember Granda, like Granda's a Savile man, like he's no need to be involved, like, but him, like, oh, Shane's are playing today, the ladies team and all this here, like, and just shows you like surrounding people now we're sort of following as well because it's good that's to see some. Cool. That's yeah. pretty cool and something that we, when you look back and you take out of it, it's like. It's so, so nice. I think to that hear sums up like the that, GA like. as well. Like you know, so some of your granddad's from Savile, but he would have took interest in an RMA yeah. club. You know, whereas that wouldn't happen in the yeah. likes of soccer. And I remember yeah. was it two years ago, Clonduff Camogie's team won yeah, the All Ireland final. Like, you know, when just it's don't worry, he was following that as well. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's just whenever it's a sort of closeish team, like or even in your province, you're like. You like to say they do they really, well. really well because yeah. it's just yeah. so good for, you know what it feels like for a club if that was your club like it would be the best field in the world yeah. so I think that's what it is and like at the time yeah we probably didn't realize that like the whole not just the whole county but even the surrounding counties were sort of rooting for you which was mm-hmm. really really nice too like but yeah. yeah and then obviously so it obviously ended like in defeat obviously um, which is obviously heartbreaking as well as good as the experience was um, is there any sort of not regrets but is there anything you look back on not just on that day but even the whole journey do you think like did you appreciate the whole journey till an all-iron final like with the club yeah I think yeah. I think I think we, we did, got to appreciate it yeah. because it was in the club all the time like I think yeah. we, you know, we're able to appreciate it a lot because obviously after the games in the club we sort of had food in the clubhouse after like that was the way it went and like that's why we really got to appreciate it because we were around everyone yeah. for all the games. And we look back, I think we definitely, then moments we definitely took in, obviously my biggest regret would be the match itself and yeah. the All-Ireland final. I know I could have done a lot of things a lot better. And when I look back now and I think maybe if I was a bit older, I would have had a wee bit more experience. But that's that's the only game that I'd say I'd have a regret. But the rest, the whole experience, yeah, I think yeah. we took it all in. And yeah. even after the All-Ireland final that night, you know, it's like, it was like it was only yesterday I think not that we enjoyed that night but obviously it was quite um I wouldn't say depressing but everyone was out of tears down uh, about it like and stuff just because it's not the way you sort of wanted it to end yeah. as such but um yeah I think the only thing that you would have regrets about would be yeah the game itself sort of you look back and you re-watch it and you're like god I yeah. but then you sort of yeah you have to look at like the age of us and like there was so little experience as such even though like we say like we actually for the age of us we are an experienced team because we have had all these opportunities and played in all these finals and all Ireland and stuff but the actual like experience in terms of age 
we maybe were lacking and like even though it's a good thing in different ways it's obviously does have a down, its downfalls but that's probably the only thing you would regret but then you know we wouldn't be the team that we are it might be a you know you don't know how teams would turn out after yeah. a win or a loss so like yeah you don't say it was a bad obviously it was a bad thing at the time but when you look back at it now maybe we needed that experience yeah. of losing such a big game and maybe if we had won it so we as a team maybe would have been too confident or too cocky and you know thought we were the best which isn't a good thing so like you never really know like it's weird you didn't want to lose it but it might be for the better in the long run sort of thing yeah you look back at some point and be like we had to lose that in order to like if it comes up again you know what to do differently and stuff like that there as well like and then uh so moving on to Armagh a wee bit then so obviously club loves of success Armagh um you can see a pattern of their like they're coming kind of thing um so he's been doing well over the past few years and stuff um, and then obviously like a big scalp in terms of Cork uh that day um but obviously Amy wasn't a great day um talk us through the injury a wee bit like what happened I know you were turning and stuff but yeah it was what? a mixed emotion sort of day obviously because it was such a big win for Armagh to beat the likes of Cork who have been at the top of the ladies game for a number of years and obviously Blackhand got player of the match that day so that was special as well then obviously um, at the time I didn't know what the injury was so I was sort of optimistic but yeah I just changed direction and I did I heard a pop and felt something um, sort of I don't know what's a tear, but it obviously was a tear. So I felt a tear. Um, I did. I tried to play on, or I was hoping to try to play on, but it wasn't really going to work out. I couldn't, couldn't really do any yeah. movements. Or I didn't feel free to do any movements. So, yeah, that bus journey home in the next few days it was actually strange because our family was on holidays. Yeah, so none of them were here as me. Spending every time yeah. the day with her, I literally had to spend all day. And our nanny, our nanny was with us. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky enough, it was actually the Osbournes who took me down to get my scan because obviously our parents were away. So um, they took me down. And it just, again, when mum and dad and the rest of our family were away, it just showed the community and what the GA can do for you. You know, everyone at the club was willing to help me. Um, so they took me down to get the scan. And obviously, then the next day, I got the results. And it was a hard, it was a hard day. Yeah. <laughs> it was I was going to say, because like you see, even. Like you hear that happening so many times and like you're always gutted for whoever it happens to you know what I mean when you see it and like I remember the Gooch it happened in the Gooch as well and I remember watching this documentary The Journey Back and I was like that's such a long tough process like like that'd be terrible to go through that so like what was your initial thoughts when they said that's what it was like? Yeah so the physio he actually rang me and I didn't know why he wanted to ring me I thought he was he had said he was just going to text me but he says he didn't want to do this over text so then when mm. I sort of you know it's bad then <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sort of knew something was up then um so yeah obviously there's there's tears because uh, I think as you say you hear a lot of stuff about this injury and um it's just that there's a lot of negative stuff around it which is obviously the injury's negative enough without having to read a lot of negative stuff about yeah. it you always hear like oh they're not going to be the same yeah. when they come back and stuff and I've heard, I've heard it. Uh, people saying to me about a player they they knew at their club who never was going to be the next. Yeah, who never came back, and they said this player was unreal, and they just didn't return after the injury. But I Which think isn't what you want to be hearing no, whenever so, you're. No. <laughs> so I actually, I had heard this stuff before the injury, and as soon as the injury, I got the news of the injury. I just, I just forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't want to hear anything about that because, it was sort of, I just realised. 
I, I didn't want to talk about it, not in a bad way that I didn't want to talk about it, but I just want, didn't want to emphasize my injury, you know, because the team were still playing in the, the championship, mm. being an all-Ireland quarter-final, I was like, that's yeah, more I important. I had to go on the train, and then straight after she got the phone call, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, what about that? Everyone's going to be asking you. <laughs> Like, but everyone, yeah, it's sort of the manager sort of told them before, and I like obviously everyone was just more supportive than anything else. Like, but yeah, I think they just all wanted to see her to hug her, sort of thing. Like, you know, I took a few days off from training because I just, yeah, just couldn't do it. But then I think by that weekend, you sort of, I think you sort of need time to understand it yourself, sort of thing, before process it. Like, well, that's what I did. I think it was maybe the day or two after I just sort of researched it and. There's obviously a lot of stuff because you can go non-surgical route or you can go surgical route and you sort of use There's a lot of sort of decisions decisions to be made and yeah. I was lucky enough that I had like the RMI captain at the time she done all the paperwork for me and um, mm, for the injury fund yeah, and, you know, there was like a lot of people around Amy that had done it before so like Moya done it and yeah. um, Amy's yeah. like another club girl Louise she done had it. done it and then there was maybe one or two in RMI as well and like the ones that done it like because they obviously completely they understand it better than anyone else like what you're going yeah. through and we're so so good like he was like the Marley or something mm. they came down like just and just gave all the options possible mm. for you and then from that like Amy was able to make yeah. her decision like because obviously everyone picks different things but from here and everybody's experiences nearly I think like, on the whole and obviously like the whole once I got everything finalized what was going to happen I just sort of I didn't think of it as a bad thing as such. Obviously, it wasn't nice to happen, but I was just thinking, right, this is, it's kind of in my control here, what way I come out of this. Yeah. You kind of have, like, something to work towards then when you have stuff set in stone, like dates even and stuff to push towards. Yeah. It was the first probably real injury that I've ever had, but, like, yeah, I probably, I think people can overcomplicate this injury a lot and our injuries in general and, I think probably that's probably what happened to me that I didn't do and um, yeah. I just sort of obviously then the lockdown came about and I sort of realized you know everyone in the country is here training on their own I'm not the yeah, only no. one here so the only thing that was different was I was doing a rehab program mm. compared to everyone else but it just yeah I just don't think people can get very bogged down in it and I don't think I let that happen to me. yeah I think once you sort of had once you had a decision made and like what Rich was going to like getting the surgery and that like and the plan was in place for the rehab I think that was it I think the hardest part probably was trying to decide well it seemed like the hardest part for me like decide who were you going to go to get the surgery done yeah. like because that was quite confusing because yeah. you were like who is the best yeah. like and obviously yeah. for myself like and all of us we wanted her to go yeah. to the best yeah, possible think, sort of thing yeah that was probably a big thing that was when you look back that yeah probably was the hardest thing just deciding what surgeon you're going because yeah. then once you decided that it was sort of building blocks then as yeah. such like and i think probably then the hardest part though for you was after the surgery yeah yeah so i i went through um santry ray Moran was my physio and he, he is one of the best i think in the world i think at the minute for ACL, she was uh, down one time and there was a Liverpool players down yeah. at the thing oh, yeah. the highlights so yeah. Yeah. that's class so you know if that if that injury didn't happen you wouldn't have got to see them <laughs> yeah I see I met um Nabi Keita oh, yeah. and the Irish goalkeeper you know the Callum. young fella the yeah. yeah he was they were both down um that was after oh, my yeah. on my like three three month um review but yeah that was 
That was sort of it. I'm glad I'm at the other side of it, um, to be honest. But, yeah. I'd say a lot down probably helped as well because you weren't exactly missing out on all the yeah, football and stuff. Yeah, before that, we had a few league, league games. games with Armagh that obviously I was just sitting on the sideline. I couldn't do anything at that point. I wasn't back running or anything. So there was no involvement at all. I was literally just doing gym stuff. Um, but yeah, that was hard. I think definitely. You were taking watched. the stats. I was taking the stats, sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> stats but, woman. <laughs> which, is, which is better than nothing, it's I guess. Very hard. It's very hard to do, though, when you're trying to be in the game emotionally. <laughs> so, yeah. Just want to be playing. Yeah, Keep missing stuff. <laughs> Stats totally inaccurate. Complete <laughs> wrong scoreline and everything. Yeah, but the lockdown then, obviously, then we got our shed sort of into a bit of a gym. We got a bit of equipment and I was sort of uh, continued my rehab. Like gyms were open, so that was that was definitely a benefit. Yeah, and then um, so obviously you disappeared off the field. Blackhine decided to take it on on herself and beat Cork. Uh, and then, uh, so obviously you have such a good connection on the field and stuff like that there as well. So what was it like for you whenever, like, you got a break from Amy and, like, then come match day she wasn't there when you were looking for her and stuff? Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, it was harder. I suppose in that game, in the Cork game, I didn't really think of it too much because whenever Amy went off, obviously it was the middle of the game. So... Didn't really have time. Oh, you can't, yeah, you have to stop and think. Like, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like where is she sort of thing. But <laughs> um, probably maybe sometimes people do maybe criticize me for maybe looking for Amy too much. And just it's not either anything, it's just because I've played with her for so long. Yeah, like, probably it, habit. Like, yeah, literally for a habit. I know where she's going to run and like she knows when I'm going to play the ball and sort of thing. So it's more that reason that I always maybe looked for her or find her past more than others and um, it sort of actually is a wee bit unique as well because sometimes i just know yeah. when she looks at me i know I know, she's putting it, like. I know like that's yeah it's sort of funny because you know it's not gonna be the first one yeah. and she knows it's not gonna be the first one yeah so it's kind of cool but don't yeah. tell that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll cut that bit out <laughs> no um but yeah so i guess like it was probably just not having her there for that like just not having her to look to but like there's so many other players yeah. so many other unreal players for both Arma and Shane's like it wasn't obviously we both both teams missed her massively but in terms of me in the middle of a game like I still had options there were still other players and um, it's probably just harder like not having that maybe support as such like because she wasn't fully involved and like she was just watching the games which was hard for her too but um yeah it was just different I suppose like to what I was used to like you know she obviously watched the game but like normally after a game we'd be reviewing it and talking about both of our performances and what we did and didn't do whereas that wasn't there that side of it wasn't there anymore because you know, it was just her with her stats saying you, you give the ball away this many times <laughs> no but yeah I think that sums it up really that the team it's the team is more important than I suppose anyone and um, so although you care for every player but I think it wasn't so much about everyone talking about what yeah I was going through. It was yeah. more about what the team were going to do. You kind of have to get on with it. Like, yeah. so the team has to keep going. Like, yeah. you know, so it did, like, in both teams, even, like, with Shane's, going back to Shane's then after that, like, um, definitely was difficult. And I suppose for a club team anyways, like, having someone like Amy on your team, obviously, is a it's a big deal for a man, but for a club team, it's obviously an even bigger deal. So I think all the girls, like, probably didn't miss her 
um, just having that threat up front sort of thing in any game. Um, but yeah, the same thing, just sort of got on to it. Other people, um, other people had to step up to the plate nearly and just, yeah, well, we weren't missing it for that long. Thankfully, yeah. it was just a few... Thanks for the lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. to the lockdowns, she didn't actually miss as many as she probably should have in such like, but yeah just sort of had to get on with it like and as did Amy in terms of her rehab and that like definitely that was just the best way to look at it yeah um, and then obviously it didn't take you much time making up for um last time even um because you come back against cross and did you score like eight goals or something yeah that's just ridiculous sorry but that is ridiculous <laughs> The joke was like, did they, are they sure that I can get that mixed up? Like one eight sounds a bit more reasonable, but yeah. uh, it was a fact that it won, and that was in what like thirty minutes of football. Yeah, it wasn't even a football game. That's sick. <laughs> God love cross that day. No, I don't. I don't really know. I think a lot of them were really cut on the plate for me. A lot of it, whether it be Blahine, Louise, or a lot of our players just came in running with the ball, and it was a pop pass to me and. Yeah, she she just got lucky. <laughs> Stand at the edge of the square or something, waiting for these. <laughs> Literally, no, I did. I got lucky. I think um, it was. I wasn't expecting any of that. I just sort of before that game, it was. I think it was my second game back, so I was only allowed to do thirty minutes. So I think it was just in the game itself. I think we were down at half time. So in my head, it was just like right, let's try and make an impact as such. But I didn't. I didn't know what the impact. Meant. It, it's no no it reminds me of it, like, it reminds me of someone that was like laughed up for a while I and mean, it's just been let out and it's like you know what i'm gonna just destroy them eight goals yeah but i suppose it was like that without being injured it was if i wasn't injured it would have been like that anyway because i think the season in itself everyone was so much hungrier in terms of whether you weren't playing if it was a supporter you were just yeah. dying to get out to watch like a bit of football you realise how much you miss it when it's gone like and then too I think in that game especially like obviously we the team knew beforehand like that Amy was going to be playing 30 minutes this game like and not that everyone was thinking about it at all we were thinking about the game but I think at half time and then the change was made I think you're sort of like right we're down a wee bit like get the ball into a sort of mindset like well you know yeah you haven't had this in the way like let's use it <laughs> Know. like yeah. you don't know what she's going to be able to do but like get the ball into the dangerous like the likes of Amy and Avian Jones in there like they're our dangerous ones so like you'd want to be getting the ball into them and just see what they can do sort of thing and let them at it like I think that was just what that, happened it was more important that we won than what I scored yeah. I think that was the more important yeah. thing yeah <laughs> very modest like <laughs> and then what do you call it um so blind just from your point of view as well whenever Amy was like going through that rehab then lockdowns come in and stuff like what um in terms of like trying to get yourself to train as you said just bounce off each other and stuff so how was it trying to like go out and do those runs and stuff like that there no one first of all not knowing like a date when it's coming back but also yeah. you haven't got your training partner you've had for years like i know yeah no it was definitely it was harder um but in terms of even though we we're doing different programs it was like even like amy would be out in the gym and like I'd be like, right, well, she's out doing something. I didn't need to do something, even though it, we weren't doing it together. It still motivated you sort of to do you something. You still see them doing something. like Yeah, exactly. And then I think a big thing too at the main lockdown was that like our maths, you get sent out whatever you have to do and you have to, there was a bit of accountability because you had to send back saying, look, I've done this and this is my times. That was probably the main thing that helped because, and you were sometimes you were given a day to do it by or whatever. And then the girls were sending them pictures when you got it done just to keep everybody on track um 
and that helped a lot because same thing like you see someone else doing it you're like well I'm not going to be left behind if I'm not doing it so it's that motivated um, me a lot and then just because you had the time like you weren't there was no work there was I was still at uni like but all online obviously like you just had so much time like there was nothing else to do yeah, like, to bar training, like, bar training. Yeah. so like you just it was the only thing that sort of got you through it nearly like instead of sitting in the house and you know and then obviously the summer obviously good weather helped because you wanted to get outside and yeah I think everyone was probably in the same boat at that yeah. stage of lockdown like especially because it was so fresh like it was new you just had the opportunity and like I suppose you had a, it was sort of told everybody like look take this opportunity because you're never going to get this chance to work on your fitness like obviously there was very little ball skills done and all that there but like you had such a good opportunity to better yourself in terms of fitness and strength um, and then yeah obviously we got the gym put in for the four of us like me and Amy and our two brothers um and that helped a lot yeah it was, it was a fight match yeah. to get in the gym <laughs> trying to get in there like but I think that helped a lot because um I was awful at the gym I never done the gym like I really I just wasn't into it and then because Amy obviously got into it because of her rehab she had to do it and um, then I sort of got into it slightly in that first lockdown to sort of got out of it again after <laughs> but now I've got back into it I, I actually do enjoy it but yeah that was a big thing I was able to work on things that I didn't before so yeah, I guess. That yeah, would. probably give you that time to sort of, uh, as you say, sort of reflect and be like, should I be doing a bit of gym work here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you the answer is definitely yes. I just <laughs> haven't done it yet. But I think for me, that's what I realised yeah. probably the most important thing I took out of being injured was the importance of strength and conditioning and especially with our sport. Um, obviously, you need to be good at football. I'm not saying that, but that percent... 30 40 percent of the gym work that you need to do it's just as important to keep the yeah. especially especially as the games get more tense and yeah, like, you do need to be strong and even like like recovery isn't as good as you'd want it to be like because you're working all like you're something yeah, exactly. like so yeah but um yeah i think it was sort of after his injury like i think we both sort of realized like God, like you know you can't be put out for that length of time like yeah, and not that it, necessarily, it wasn't necessarily down to her not doing the gym or whatever but just to sort of as a preventative method like yeah. it was we sort you of probably, realized that you probably know more yeah you know more about yeah, the free yeah. like <laughs> yeah but um yeah I think that was sort of a the sort of push that we needed as such even though it wasn't the best push to get but yeah it helped in a way like because it opened our eyes sort of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah no that's that's super like and it's scary to think that you make it better as well yeah i think that's been helped with our coaches and yeah. our family that yeah. you just you just have to stay grounded and willing to learn and get better yeah definitely yeah and i'll obviously go on to be a bit of grounded after this here but he's obviously come back to um gaelic then i uh, with our ma after lockdowns and stuff uh, and I was actually training Anna, Anna Carr at the time. Oh, yes. Um, so I was obviously following along, like, because she was keeping me updated. Um, and then she's obviously had pretty, uh, although it was sort of mixed up and, like, weren't really, weren't really sure what was going on. He's obviously yeah. got to an All-Ireland semi-final, so, which is really, really yeah. impressive and come up against, like, a Dublin team, which has started to sort of take away Cork's dominance as such. Yeah. And yeah. put in a... Go ahead. Yeah, I think um, this year, or after the lockdown with Arma, definitely... I think maybe because the games were televised so much, people got to see it a lot. And they yeah, probably yeah. said that the games were entertaining, I think, uh, for most of it. Most of the ladies' games yeah. were. So I think we definitely probably got better um, than maybe the year before or previous years. So 
it's definitely something to build on yeah and even just like how the girls came out of the lockdown like because you really don't know like you know you as much as we were all trying to keep each other right like you don't know what way you're going to come out of it even in terms of like your football and skills and stuff like there was a lot to do and um, but compared to the league that we had had like we had sort of inconsistently um to come back out of lockdown which is like testimony to the girls because they obviously all put the work in during that um to come out of it the way the team did and like put on such good performances um was probably the, the highlight of it and like it just makes it so much more enjoyable like when you're not even just necessarily winning just when you're playing well and you're sort of playing good like enjoying as a, it like yeah you're just going to enjoy it more whenever everybody's sort of at that level like so yeah that was probably the best part of the Armagh season this year like it was just so enjoyable for everyone and yeah as you said the defeat um was probably it was tough to take like it wasn't ideal but um it was a good learning it was a good learning curve yeah like we'd never really come up against Dublin in the recent years um I think it was maybe three years since we it was actually my first year with Armagh we played them in an all-around yeah 2015 yeah we played them in the league but not in the championship then and for maybe yeah five years or something since championship so it was it was really good to like compare yourself to the best in the country like because obviously they've won it four times in a row now like so it was good to see how far off we are and it was nice that it's not really all that far away. Like, Dublin you know? and yeah. the men's and the women's game. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're set, set the standard. Like, yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's good that though you've seen now that like, you know what, we're actually not that far away. Like, I yeah. think in the first, first um, so obviously there was water breaks last year, first 15 minutes, and in the first 10 minutes we were down a goal and three points mm. before we even scored. So obviously against a team like Dublin, that it's all yeah, not a, you don't want to give them a head start yeah no definitely and then we got back and i think maybe half time came too early for us in that game because we sort of got our momentum, got momentum going and it was, yeah. a draw, it was a draw at half time and then i think the second half that probably did on a wee bit better was they just controlled the game i know mm. that sort of came down to their experience yeah. too like they've yeah. played they played in like the past what was it before that maybe seven all Ireland finals I think yeah I was talking to one of their girls yeah. after it and she says listen I've been in seven all Ireland semi-finals yeah. before this and I've got beat you know yeah. before they've yeah. had the first win before yeah. they had won their first all Ireland they were beaten seven or eight between all Ireland finals or semi-finals so yeah. I think as you can only learn from a defeat yeah. against the likes of Dublin so and we're still like a relatively young team to see like it's um there is a lot of young girls like coming into the panel and just sort of just maybe starting now to come into their own and get their own game and like sort of be able to take control of the game. But yeah, I think that's the, that's the only thing they had over us was their ability to control the game. But that only came from experience, like, you know. Yeah, I know. At one point they weren't doing that. Like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like the only thing you can do is learn from that and like take that into our own game sort of thing. Um, so hopefully that's something we can do. You know, in the next few years, and just um, keep. Gonna say, doesn't doesn't that make you a wee bit excited that you were like yeah. not that far away? So you're like, you know what, like, this could happen, and there's still plenty of time to make it happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think then it's just about obviously staying grounded with it all. Then there's no point in saying yeah, we're excited without actually then the doing something. Because if if you just stay um 
if you just stay the yeah. way we are, we're never going to get better. It's, so. it's very easy to say it. Like, you know, anybody could say it. Just it's a matter of sort actually of, putting it into practice yeah. now. And like, I think the girls all know that. And I think um, then obviously after the Dublin game, we had the Ulster final, which was a real strange way to end the year, but like a really yeah. brilliant way to end the year because yeah. we were able to end the year on a high rather than ending it, which is normally done on a loss. Like, um, and I think like for me, that was the first thing I've ever won with Armagh senior and um, it's the only competition league and championship that I've ever won so that in itself is like sort of good like it's this you like to think of it as hopefully the start of something um, yeah, yeah. and like maybe we were just going through a few transition years and building a team up again Um, yeah so it's it is definitely exciting but yeah as we said it's just sort of trying to put that into practice now and hopefully we get the yeah, season soon and be able to push on and build yeah. on it and then uh, just moving on, I know you talked about being grounded and stuff, and that was a question I had for you. Is like how how do you both stay so grounded, having been like so successful, people talking about you? Um, like how do you keep like does family keep your feet in the ground, or is it have you like yourselves just built that up that you just sort of don't listen to it? I think it's the way our family have brought us up, um, the way our parents have brought us up. It's never something that we think too much about, to be honest, or mm-hmm. we don't read into it too much. I think it's more for other people to decide or what they want to say about us. But what they say about us doesn't affect us as yeah. such. You know, we don't, it's, as I said, we don't look into it. It's more weeks so when we come back after a match, the manager will talk to us about how the team can get better or how the team, what we've done well. So we never look at it as just us because that's not, we're not involved. Just, just ignoring all the Twitter notifications then. <laughs> Yeah, no, obviously, yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's nice it to read, but it's not it's not the most important thing for us. Yeah. I think it's more important that we get better as footballers um, individually, and obviously, then that'll if yeah. everyone gets better individually, that will help us collectively. So it's more important for us to win win team awards with our ma and win team awards with our club. But I don't think it's yeah, it's, still, it's, it's not something we we think no, about too much. So. I don't know. I think it's yeah. I guess it is just down to the way we've been brought up. Like we've never been so used to it. <laughs> families like you know we're just they've been like no matter if you get player of the match player of the year no matter what you get like daddy and mommy's still gonna tell you like especially daddy, you did like, wrong <laughs> you didn't do that right and you messed up this and you didn't catch this or whatever yeah. so like i think that i suppose is like our family like as much as they tell us like they're proud of us or whatever and they are obviously you can tell they're delighted for us they've never like they'll never be like jeepers you are unreal like you know yeah <laughs> never really like we would never get that which from, is not something you'd want which we either. wouldn't want no. because we don't want or like and we wouldn't expect it obviously so i guess that's probably what it came down to like we've never been ones would never blow us up or you know say stuff just for the sake of it sort of thing even though no matter how proud they are um so yeah i guess it's just come down to that and yeah as Amy but says, i don't i don't think we think we look at ourselves no. like that you know and, that, yeah, like, and neither do it that's what i mean like yeah. our families don't look at us like that um so yeah i guess that's what it comes down to for them like and yeah you just don't have that sort of way of thinking i guess no. like wouldn't really i wouldn't want to get no. too big for my boots or even like no matter i don't think anybody yeah. sort of would want to be like I that. I don't think it's a, um, it's a nice trait either. It's yeah. not something that we yeah. want to be Just, associated yeah. with, you know? Yeah, 100%. And then, obviously, that can be made even harder by the fact that he's won All-Stars now as well. Um, so tell us about that. Like, what is it like to win an All-Star? Because, like, obviously, it's, like, fifth, only 15 people a year win that, you know what I mean? And not many people do win that. So what was it like to win All-Stars? I think, obviously, like, 
these awards they're special because you're getting picked by other people so it's other people's opinions on us or how we play football so I think they're obviously special as I said team awards are more important but mm-hmm. to be recognised for these awards it's obviously special moments um, for us but not something that will stick to we want to obviously get better we'll not just yeah. stay here we just want to keep improving but yeah yeah nice. it is like it's definitely nice obviously to be recognized like that and like like somebody thinks you're good like you know <laughs> not everybody might think you're good but whoever's picking it obviously thinks you're okay and um, so it's nice in that sense um but yeah it's sort of like like you'd rather win an all-ireland or i would have rather i'd give it up for that all-ireland yeah. semi-final win sort of thing um it's definitely a shock that's that was like it was a big surprise like definitely was unexpected um just because like you wouldn't I, I wouldn't see myself in, in that like definitely not um just in terms of how good the ladies footballers are now but um yeah it's nice to be recognized but you would sort of rather win some more team awards and like you would take think, that any day over it yeah I think Pharma as well like for the county we would Claude McCambridge obviously got in the full back line so yeah to have any representative from Armagh would have been we would have been just as happy for yeah. it as well you know so um, yeah, and I think it sort of is down to like where you're only really getting these yeah. positions like if your for your team, around, like if your teammates are around you, like they make they can make you look good, they can make you look, they always like it's for the team, like yeah. you know. And if the whole team didn't get to an All Ireland semi final, like you wouldn't be in that position. So um, it's because of the team and because of the management to sort of put the tactics in place, like you know, as players, we just do as we're told or like you know you follow the guidelines of the team and the managers um so yeah only for them you would never get in that position 100 but it must have been really proud moment for your club and even your family yeah i think well that night it was obviously a bit strange because every other awards night you you go up to the city west in dublin so to have it at home was sort of unique and mm-hmm. as much as you'd say it would have been nice to be in the city west it was also nice to see the raw emotion of say like my grandparents who would have been who wouldn't have went to Dublin who wouldn't have traveled to the awards night you know so you got to see their raw yeah. emotion and I know the community itself was it's it's crazy to think how much it affects other people you know yeah. outside of your family um because obviously your family are going to be proud but I think to see what it means to younger people in the club the older people in the club, yeah, like the I think, oldest I think people. the older people actually like really appreciate it a lot. Because they probably know one more experience than that. Like, but um yeah, it was just seeing people and like, you know, they were saying like I had to sit down and watch it and God, it was just so emotional and, <laughs> and people genuinely were and like it was sort of like that sort of surprises you don't really realise um how proud sort of yeah. people do be of you. And it's like really nice in that sense. And I suppose it is like when you think of their experiences like they've probably just watched us, you know, especially club people, they've watched us from we were maybe under sixes or well, yeah. definitely under 12s, a lot of them. Under 12s, the seniors running around in those yeah. tops. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I suppose they've seen the the journey as such or yeah. like the build-up, so that would pro- that probably plays into yeah. how strongly they feel about it for you sort of thing. And um, it was it was emotional. It like, was definitely And it was, it was overwhelming, like the amount of... There was a lot of tears in this yeah. house <laughs> that night. Swear <laughs> to God, but all good, all good, all happy tears. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> and then, um, Amy, you obviously went one further and decided that you wanted to get Player of the Year as well that night. So, what was that like? Player of the Year is obviously like an All Stars, obviously like individual recognition, but like, like Ladies Player of the Year, like that means that you're basically top of 
uh, all the players in Ireland for that year. Like, what is that like? Especially being so young and all, and like, obviously you were good coming up, but like, you've got the top individual award under your belt. Yeah, like, how's it feel? I, I don't really see myself. As I say, other people vote for that. Well, it was actually for that award, you're, all the footballers vote for it. So me and her, it was funny because we were actually, we voted for one of the Dublin girls that I was up against. So it was yeah. kind of funny. Like, so weird. Like, like, yeah. yeah. It came down the last three. <laughs> no, the last three came out. And it was Amy Carla Rowe and Sinead Goldrick. And it was uh, Goldrick that I had nominated. And then when the three names came out and Amy was against them, I was like... The way it works is uh, uh, you can only vote um, outside your county, you can't vote for anyone oh, inside okay. your county. So it's kind, it kind of funny because like, you're up against the people you voted as. Yeah. No, obviously to get recognised for an award like that is, was a huge honour for me and it's something that I never I never would have thought that you'd ever reach. You know, I just enjoy playing football and place that's got me to I suppose I'm very grateful for everyone that's been around me like Brian my family my managers at club and county and I think it's it's obviously a big moment for me but it's something that as I say I don't want to stand still on I just want to keep improving and get better but it was it was a nice moment and I'm very grateful and honoured to get voted for it by footballers that I'm playing against. It must have been even more special especially like because you come back from that injury and stuff like you're probably you went from a place of basically like will I ever play again to like actually I'll get player of the year <laughs> that's mad yeah. like yeah it's, it's strange a and big jump it's a class yeah. story as well though yeah, yeah it's like just contrast of emotions totally uh, from one year to the next but I think when we got back onto the pitch I sort of was not confident but I we had played um club season first so I got a good build-up of matches and you know, I, I'd done enough of practice of being tackled, getting hit in the shoulder, you know, being off balance with my knee and stuff. So I had, I never thought about it. Once I got on the pitch, I didn't worry about what uh, things would turn out. I just sort of, I think the way the year went, I wanted just to totally go and enjoy my football. Never mind with the injury. I think if the year had been normal and I was just rehabbing away, I would have said the same thing to myself. Just go back and enjoy it because I missed it, it for, for so long. So sort of yeah. It's that laptop of the cage thing again and just let yeah, out. Yeah. That's the only thing I wanted. Sort of let me add it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that, class though. That's literally the only thing I wanted to do and I did. That's exactly what I did. I enjoyed every match and every training session that I got because you, yeah, you take it for granted yeah. then when you And it you was an enjoyable it. season too, even though it was a strange season. Obviously it was such an enjoyable season like, the way it worked it the was just the knockout yeah. yeah it was we was i think you can appreciate it more because we was slower like i said you two for years were just like playing 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 didn't actually get time yeah. to sit and like reflect yeah. and stuff and then yeah definitely and even like for our club like we never really got as much football like we always missed out on league like i would say there was years there we probably played no league games and um, depended on how they fail like which is so tough because obviously you want to play for your club and you want to play with all your friends like whatever um but this year we were able to play the I obviously Amy was sort of coming back from injury but like we were able to give our full commitment to Shane's like fully like whereas in other seasons even with championship even though you always got to play your championship games you maybe weren't training with them because you had our match training so um it was good to be able to fully train with Shane's and fully play with Shane's and then fully play with Arma and play all their games like it was just nice to commit to one thing solely and that was your only focus as such like mm -hmm. so that was really really good for the season that just 
in 2020 like even though it was a strange run it was definitely definitely good in that way yeah i mean so what's the ambitions now then do you think armagh can go one step further yeah well that's hopefully that's um we start probably set um a wee bit of a i wouldn't wouldn't know what to say like a standard standard as such yeah um so it's something that we don't want to just keep and keep looking back yeah. on what the year was like. It was a good year, but what to get better. And I know there's definitely room for improvement individually yeah. and collectively. And I think that's it, just working harder. Um, yeah, I, I think we enjoy the process of probably getting better. I think we enjoy football that much that the process of having to get better, it's not so much a chore, it's just so much you want to do it. Yeah. So you have to be willing to do it as such. Enjoyable too. Like I suppose, yeah, it's just sort of farm, especially. I think every year, obviously, you always look at the start of every year sort of the team as a whole will set out like where we want to go with this season and this and that and like I think it's always sort of try to what if like if you can do one better than last year like keep like every year sort of aim one better than last year and like that season past we did like the year before it was all Ireland quarterfinal and then this we got to the all Ireland so that was one year better so sort of every year just getting one better is so like just two more years then and is yeah. it the all Ireland winners <laughs> well, I suppose yeah once the season starts it'll just be a matter of taking a game at a time right. but um for the outlook on it yeah you obviously just want to keep improving as a team and then yeah personally as well yeah no brilliant and yeah hopefully like coming from a down man hopefully you do see you um when we're on Ireland in the <laughs> next few years hear that. Uh, I know I, <laughs> I, might, I might, might delete that bit <laughs> although there is a down our and our man our old club coach managing down ladies so Peter and kind yeah of- Say we want them. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really want them to do well. Well, I know, I know, Grand will be supporting you anyway. If you, if you, if you <laughs> do well. <laughs> um, just gonna finish off with the quick fire questions then that I do with everyone. So, so was the first one, and you can answer this whatever way you just want. Uh, whoever wants to go first, but the first one is the best piece of advice you've ever been given. Um, it's hard to pick one, but I'd probably say just to keep grounded and keep um being willing to put in the work that's needed to get where you wanted to, to get to and yeah I think that's probably the best advice that I get and probably the best advice to give out to younger uh, younger ones. Yeah um, I suppose yeah the same really but um, there's a good one that actually was wrote in a letter there recently oh, yeah. from an old school manager um, and he says and he used to say it all the time when we were playing it was well I'm gonna need to get it right now. <laughs> Remember Oh God! Remember that you are as, as good, good as, as you're as no. This, yeah, this is what it is. You're as good as everyone else and better than most. Yeah. And oh. um, yeah. So like, that's what he always is saying. It always it's sort of you can think and take out about whatever you want, but I think it's a really good sort of motivating thing to hear and like you know, keep yeah. keep pushing on thinking like. And that. did he did he send that to you? He used to say it all the time when we were playing. So and then John he, Rafferty yeah. in St. Paul. Oh, okay, yeah, John. He would have said it all the time before every school match we played. And he actually, <laughs> he posted a letter of congratulations to us. And that's the exact words yeah. he put on it. So Yeah. No way. Shout that's out to John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. And then next one is, what motivates you? Um, I think it's sort of easy to be motivated I think for me and yourself Brian because I think we just as simple as we just want to get better and I think the only way you're going to get better is to train train harder and sort of watch and learn and listen to your coaches so 
that sort of motivates me when when we win something it's like right it, we want to get better and want to try win another thing or if you don't win it's even more motivating as well you right this is what we have to do looking back and matches what you need to do to get better and i suppose yeah watching back a match from last year there's definitely things we can do better so that's sort of there's a lot of motivation i think yeah. motivation of just completely enjoying football is another thing yeah. you know so yeah i think the enjoyment like what we get out of it is so much more than what we put in even like just in terms of the enjoyment factor and um, that definitely motivates you in terms of like going to your training and playing football and in terms of training like what motivates me to say go out and do that session is like just think of how you feel after yeah. like you always feel like no matter what the session is you always feel so good after it so like that's a big thing for you know in terms of smaller motivations like for just a gym session or a pitch session like how like during it you might feel tired you might feel less but after you feel a million dollars nearly sort of thing do you know yeah. so that's a big thing that helps motivate yeah me. and i suppose it is normal to have days where motivation is low, low. whether it's just probably trying to think, think like sort of have that in your mind like i'm gonna feel like this after yeah. and like and just rather, you're not gonna feel like that from lying on the couch sort of thing do you know yeah no 100 that's brilliant like and it's good to see you both motivated even though you have achieved so much as well because i know people can't get stuck in like i've done that so how do we go again kind of thing yeah. um so it's good to see see where you stand on that and then what do you feel it takes to live a part of life so it's basically in terms of like the, the behaviors characteristics non-negotiables feel people should live by yeah so i think they're probably important um probably most important because that's what's going to keep you getting better and keep you motivated as such mm. like as you said the non-negotiables that's probably what we say as every training session it's it just it has to be done and that's a simple thing and if we look if we go back to the motivation factor like some days are definitely harder especially living in ireland where the weather is brutal some days <laughs> i think uh it's important just get it done it's an hour of a 24-hour day it's not going to take much out of your day and it's just feeling better after so i think yeah they're just they're all as important as each other as you said yeah i think um probably to pick try and pick two maybe would probably be commitment and consistency as such like you know you know where you want to be like and have a goal probably is a big one too because you're going to try and reach that even break the goal down into small steps and then it seems more achievable and um, so if you commit to something like fully commit be fully in it and sort of your whole sort of lifestyle around it be like that like you know don't you obviously have your social side and all this year but have the enjoyment factor and fully commit and then yeah be consistent like you're training like prioritize prioritize yeah like what, definitely what's going to get you to where you need you, to be and i think as well as use the, the social factor everyone has to enjoy their life we're only here one time we've only got one chance of this so but i think it's just getting the balance of Right. Yes. Yeah, so. I was going to ask you, do you ever find the balance tough because you are so fully invested in stuff? Yeah, like I think it's normal. It's part yeah. of life. Everyone, everyone's getting them days where it's harder, maybe to say no to your friends meeting up, and you know you might have a game the next day. So I think that's that's just normal. That's part of life, and yeah, I think it's just not getting too bogged down in them decisions that you have to make. It's just it's just whether yes or no, and yeah, I think it's a big thing, like not sort of 
relying on things to have fun as such like yeah. you know you can go out with your friends and not drink you can still have as good as a night you know you don't you don't have to have alcohol to have fun and them sort of things you have to sort of think about things like that too if people and some people choose not to drink which is even better probably yeah. um, you know <laughs> i think yeah there's definitely different things that you have to think about um maybe that others don't have to think about i suppose um prioritizing yeah, yeah prioritizing like you don't like don't have to let it because like say you have a big game or you have a game at the weekend you don't have to let it completely ruin your social side of things and like you can still meet up with your friends it just might be in different terms it might be going for a walk rather than going for a drink or stuff like that there you know and yeah Yeah. I think then as well it's like it's not people say sacrifice a lot but it's not a sacrifice because you're getting so much out of it yeah and like our experiences with it it's like that's more important to us so to go out and play a match and win that's that's what gets us going and obviously the social side is important and we all enjoy our social mm-hmm. life um but it's not yeah it's not a sacrifice as such it's just a decision I've yeah had. and it's just yeah it is just a balance sort yeah. of yeah as you say the balance is very important in terms of your work your school your life and your sport or whatever it is like it's mm-hmm. just whatever you want to do just make sure that you're so I suppose yeah going back to committed motivated and consistent with it yeah no 100 no that, that was a brilliant answer so it was uh but no that's pretty much gonna wrap us up and um, really appreciate your time especially behind because she's missing master's lecture for it um I'm not not. <laughs> uh, no i thought that was a really good chat it was a really good insight into you see how he's operating stuff because um i know for myself i'd be interested in how people like compete at high level and when obviously those sort of individual awards and how they sort of keep themselves grounded and uh, how they keep themselves motivated as well and um, so there's definitely a lot of people can take out of that um thanks everyone for listening as well uh, make sure to share it and um, review it any feedback as well and um, just want to shout out actually where people can find us if they want to follow along on the rest of the journey yeah, yeah so our our Instagram Instagram <laughs> just our names for both of us yeah, yeah. just blind mark and maybe mark and then thanks very much for having us on yeah, thank you we've really enjoyed no, no worries but no thanks everyone again for listening um as i say feedback's appreciated keep sharing keep um giving me reviews and stuff uh, on whatever you want to see but for now i am out bye